Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. I mean, the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the 2019 Thought Bubble Audio Holiday Special. I'm Frank. I'll be moderating today. I'm from Beer with Geeks and Supergirl TV Talk. Joining me uh, around the, the, the hearth here with our cups of hot chocolate, that necessary, necessary hot chocolate. Uh, first off, we have uh, our friends from Hate Watch with us. Uh, we've got Kelsey. Hi there. We've got Kirsty. Hello. Uh, we've got Palmer from Academy Rewind and Batwoman TV Talk. Hello. Uh, we have my lovely wife, Marissa, from Loud Women. Hello, I'm here. And we have my friend and, and partner in all things podcasting, Tim, from Supergirl TV Talk, Beer with Geeks, Academy Rewind, Read Up. Am I missing any? Tolkien TV Talk. Tolkien also, TV I can't Talk. believe that you introduced me after your wife. That was, <laughs> that's that's crazy. I feel the place of honor I sit in on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> We're gonna have a power struggle today, Tim. You and me. As I, you know, as soon as I started it, I was like, I don't know what order I'm going in. I, I'm, this is, I'm just flying blind now. I don't know what's happening. We're gonna see where this lands, where this crazy plane goes. Um, oh man! But hopefully, I don't land in 1334. Um, oh, we decided to do a lovely holiday hate watch, a good old fashioned hate watch. We uh, we dialed up Netflix. And uh, we, we watched the, the new 2019 holiday movie, The Night Before Christmas, Night with a K, starring Vanessa Hudgens. Produced by Vanessa Hudgens, too, apparently. Oh, no. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Was it written by Vanessa Hudgens? No, I don't think it was written by anybody. <laughs> hey, hey, stop stealing my bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um... Are are there? Are, does anybody want to? Does anyone have opening statements before we dive into this? This movie was far better than I expected it to be. Oh wow! Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow, your standards were pretty subpar, huh? <laughs> oh, they were. They were pretty deplorable. Well, it, it's a rom com, so Tim always starts at a negative two. That's true. Tim hates love. Yes. Uh, why? No, don't let that spread. <laughs> 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 Oh my gosh. You know, here's the thing. Love is great. Palmer is a liar. <laughs> End of sopa. Great. Great. Cool. So, what what exactly the movie opens uh in 1334 uh with uh, a knight named Sir Cole and his brother who's about to be knighted. Uh it's a week before Christmas. And his brother's gonna be knighted on Christmas Day, and they're they're going off for for a hunt. Yeah, that's what you do 
in 1334. <laughs> you got fe- to feed yourself. It's like, well, Whole Foods won't be open for hundreds of years. We better go hunting. And right. everything's on. There's no new episodes on. So True. True. Yeah, there was nothing to binge watch <laughs> yet. So. <laughs> Um, so there was, there was the, the hunting and there was a falcon. I didn't really get with the falcon. I feel like it was a competition. I don't think it was so much as a hunt hunt for food as much as it was a hunt for honor. Uh, So they were all running off to chase the falcon and, and win the damsel. I don't know. I, I, it was, it was a beautiful way. The old hag, as they so kindly kept referring to The old crone. The old old crone. 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 That's the one. That's right. Yes. I was like, wow, that's offensive. So yeah, no kidding. No kidding. So, all right. She wasn't even old. Well, she was back then. <laughs> she looked like she spent too long in a tanning booth, or I guess 1334, she spent too long, like, rubbing oranges onto her face. The old crone was kind of hot. Like, she had a full brow. Like, she had a she had fully penciled in her eyebrows that morning. I was like, old crone is, like, keeping it toy. Good for her. A lot of makeup. <laughs> I feel like old crone was, was spending a lot of time in the cryo chamber. I mean, it's Netflix. You gotta glamour up, you know. True, it's true. So then we go to Bracebridge, Ohio, uh, where Vanessa Hudgens is Brooke. She's a teacher, and she she gives. I, I, I want to hear uh, Kelsey. I want to hear your thoughts on on her advice. Her advice of like true love doesn't exist, so study hard. That she gives to her her student. It, it seemed a little harsh. Yeah. A bit. Also, not very teacherly. I don't know that I've had a teacher give me romantic advice before. Felt a little unprofessional. <laughs> no, what was unprofessional was the hug she gave the kid afterward. Correct. Correct. That was unprofessional. That's true. Yeah, as the teacher in the room, did did you feel like this was evocative of any conversations you've had with your students, Tim? <laughs> uh, no, but I actually do know people who have had conversations like that, not that, like, there isn't love or anything, so study hard, but, you know, I I do know teachers and students who have similar relationships to that, so that actually felt fine, but then she gave her a hug, and I was like, don't you want a job the next day? Right. Also, she asked for the hug. The teacher asked the kid for the hug. I was like, "Mm, I don't think that's all right. Nope. At least she asked. True. <laughs> true. I guess that's true. I guess that is true. That is a really thin line. Yeah. On yeah. Appropriateness. So I, but, I guess we're supposed to take away that Brooke is like damaged. Damaged. Dead inside. Yeah. Yeah. The thing with Vanessa in her many iterations on Netflix is that I never believe she's good at whatever job she's saying. <laughs> I was just gonna say that she that she's there's no way she's a science teacher. A hundred percent not a science teacher. No. But she did stand there casually with her hands in her pockets. So like I mean, she had that, going that for was her. pretty teacherly. That is very teacherly. <laughs> Although I I didn't buy her wardrobe as being a <laughs> She dressed too well to be a teacher. I had the same commentary. She rolled in on Christmas morning with a high waisted pant on and I was like, That is a look. You are not wearing that at eight AM on Christmas morning. Do you think her parents bought her the wardrobe too or? Oh, because they bought her the very expensive house. The house, yeah. yeah, that- yeah. Maybe they left her. Maybe those are her mother's high-waisted pant. Yeah, I don't she, think she a teacher can. Her. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can afford that kind of an outfit. I don't know. I don't know. J. Crew does give you a fifteen percent discount with the teacher's badge, so. Oh. Ooh, okay. you know? Mm-hmm. I am glad somebody picked up on the house because that was the first text I sent Tim, which was this person owns a house with a guest room. Yeah, and with. 
And she's no, a, a guest house. A guest house. An entire accessory dwelling. That might have been the first place I called bullshit in this movie yeah. was the guest house. That was the first time I put my drink down and said, okay, no, there is not a guest house. Get out of here. In the year of our Lord 2019. Who in Ohio has a guest house? I thought the house was her parents' house. It, it was, but we didn't know that when we first saw the house. So we were like, how, how does she have this house? And then gotcha. it was expositioned to us that she was, well, she see, got it from her dead parents. Here's. I'm I'm a kind of equating this movie to a Hallmark movie. Yes. In which everybody has a nice house regardless of what they do for a living. Yes. Right? That's like the the staple. So I almost accepted that in the way that I accepted the time travel in the movie. Like, yeah, okay, there's time travel. Like, let's move on. But I also accepted the nice house and the nice clothes with the job that definitely can't afford either of those things. Right, right, yeah, yeah. It, it's all, it's, it's the all same package. level of magic in the movie. <laughs> it's all one big package. I, I agree. I agree. So, so Sir Cole meets the crone. She's all like, you're going to go on a quest, and if you don't succeed by midnight on Christmas Eve, you'll never become a true knight, even though you're already a knight, but you won't be a true knight. That was deeply a, confusing. You'll be a phony, basically. He won't be a knight in his heart. Right. No, wait, qu- question. I have a legitimate question. I thought that he wasn't knighted yet, so he's not actually a knight yet? No, his, his, he is. His brother's not. Oh, so I he it's not like his turn next. No, oh, yeah, it's okay. very it's very weird. It's just like spiritually, he'll never be like the knight that right. he wants to be <laughs> if he can't complete this quest. Part of that is his haircut not working for him. Yes, agreed. Is this can I jump in? Please, I please. have a lot of opinions about he so my general disbelief here is that he is not hot enough to warrant her completely looking past all of the time travel stuff, and that starts with the haircut. Yep, agreed. If he just did a quick little, if she was like, come stay in my house, everything's fine, let me just get you a quick little haircut so you don't look like you're going to Billabong in 2007, <laughs> then I think we would be in a much better position, but I couldn't suspend my disbelief for the bad haircut. Totally agree. <laughs> See, this read to me as Netflix attempt at a poor man's Jamie Fraser, who has a similar haircut, but it's hot. Yes. Ooh. That's a thousand percent what Netflix was trying to do. I need to look up Jamie Fraser. Yeah, I'm doing that yeah, right do. now because I'm like, I see, I see Jamie Fraser, of course. I, I have a working knowledge of who that is, of course. They of wanted course. it to be sort of like dirty, scraggly, hot. Oh, Outlander. Mm. Yeah, oh, but yeah. He is not a dirty, scraggly boy. No, because he has a sweet little boy face. By the way, if uh, if everybody uh, wants to take a shot that we mentioned Outlander, please go ahead and do that now. <laughs> your spiked eggnog. Uh, very good. All right, that's out of the way. That's good. We got the first one of those in. <laughs> um, Every episode's an Outlander episode if you work hard enough. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's guiding principle over at Hate Watch with us. Uh, yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love. I love that that has made its way. Um, so Kirsty, uh, so she she the, the glowing magical disc that with the time travel and everything. What was what was your take on this this time travel device? And um, should everybody have been a little bit more like, wait, how does this work? Should we or or was it fine that everyone was like, yeah, sure, time travel, uh huh, yeah, checks out, let's do this. I think if we are ever going to introduce time travel to a fiction, unless we want to go like full on Lord of the Rings and spend like seventeen epics just talking about the rules of magic in the universe it's super acceptable to just like be like 
glowing orb sends you through time space. It's fine. Um, also, I don't trust Netflix to try to build a mythology. So I actually really appreciate <laughs> them just being like, here's an orb. It will glow when it's time travel time. <laughs> That's all you need to know. That's all we need, you know? Yeah. And like, we, it's really just a zany setup to get these two star-crossed lovers in the same room. Um, so that's, you know, it's fine. It works. <laughs> in, in same time period. I think what was crazier to me, um, than the glowing orb and the mechanism of time travel itself is, as we discussed earlier, that this, like, wayward gentleman shows up thinking he's a knight. And Vanessa Hudgens is just like, this is fine. He can come into my home. <laughs> nothing about this is strange. Here, come into my house where there's there's absolutely nothing to defend me and just be naked in my house. That's fine. Yeah. My favorite part was when her sister confronted her about the unsafe nature of inviting a mentally unhealthy man to stay in her home. And, her, and she was like, no, it's okay. I'm a teacher. I can tell a bad apple. And he is, he is harmless. I was like, no, I don't think that qualification comes with being a teacher. I don't think then you get, correct me if I'm wrong, teacher friends on the call. But I, don't, <laughs> I was like, that is not a good enough reason to let that man stay in your home. No, most teachers are not trained clinicians. <laughs> no, you are you are one hundred percent right. Tim is a horrible judge of character. <laughs> yes, I'm friends with you. That is correct. Oh. Um, I would, I would say that yes, you are pretty good at judging like tomfoolery, but you are not a good ju like that is not a reason to invite somebody potentially dangerous into your home. Are you saying it doesn't give you a magical knowledge of whether somebody is dangerous or not? <laughs> Well, you have to actually be a teacher to learn the secrets of that, oh, so I'm not allowed right. to. I think I might have even said too much. Right okay, now. all right, then we better, we better get you out of trouble. Uh, but uh, Palmer, you love you love rom coms as much as anybody. How did you feel about the meat cute of of her hitting him with her car, her steed? Sorry, her steel steed. Well, I mean that that's how you know he's okay. Like he didn't flip out when she did it. Right. So naturally, at that point, you invite them home with you. Okay. It's like a lot. It's like a puppy. That's how Frank and I met too. I hit him with my car yeah. and, and just brought him home. I thought I was Superman. <laughs> he still does. He hasn't really recovered from that delusion. <laughs> That's how Jane Foster met Thor. That worked out okay. That's true. That's true. That worked okay for them. This is basically Thor without Thor. Without all the good parts, actually, there was a Thor moment later that we'll get to, um, but uh, but yeah, that's true. That is kind of this is kind of Thor. So so after the hospital visit, he's fine. And then Kelsey, I feel like you would appreciate the, all the like. We need to make it really clear that he doesn't know how technology works. He doesn't know what a car is. He doesn't know what the radio in the car is. He doesn't know what any of the buttons do. He doesn't know what the sunroof is. All all this, all this like he doesn't know how it works. I feel like he was simultaneously confused by these new technologies and also not confused enough. Yes! Well, like, Old Crone did foreshadow. She did. Oh, with the but... flying steel dragon and all that? Yeah, she fully prepared him for the wonders of the future. <laughs> fully prepared! He, he adapts way too quickly to using an Alexa. Yes. Yes, I agree. He figured out how to use the TV without anybody showing him. Right. That's the one that got me. Not the driving or the Alexa or anything like that. It was the it was the TV. 
It was a deleted scene. He asked Alexa. <laughs> For sure. It was, it was at the same time too quick and not quick enough. But I, I feel like just they really hammered home multiple times. Like there was the whole scene in the car and then there was like coming home with, with the Alexa and the fridge and the TV and like time after time, like, wow, oh, you don't know how these things work. Let's spend five minutes doing psych gags. I actually found that kind of delightful. That was sort of my favorite part. Was I, was, I was like, oh, yeah, that is true. They wouldn't know how this stuff works. And there's something, you know, as much as he's not hot, he was very sweet and funny. Um, so I'll give him points for those. And so they, it was kind of fun to watch him like. Like futzing with the buttons in the car. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's not hot. Yeah. You said what? You said what? He, he's a Hollywood five. But he's a, a Hollywood five, but a Netflix seven. Okay. Like in the real, Ooh. like like in compared to normal Hollywood movies and stuff, not hot. But like on Netflix, like yeah, he was pretty cute. But then like the, Vanessa Hudgens is like a ten. Right. Do we know how tall he is? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Oh my God! Is he not tall? I know he must be tall. I don't know, man. Okay. Compared to Vanessa Hudgens. But well, here's, here's the thing. Is, Excuse me. I'm going to do some work on IMDb. Please, please do. <laughs> All right. You, you please do that. Well, that's an important factor into the is he hot discussion, right? Well, well and is he hot or just tall? But right. if he's neither, then exactly. what? Exactly. Like, how much of that seven is just, you know, just height just attached to a six? In inches. That's question exactly. is he a real life seven or is he a real life eight, nine, or ten? Ooh, that's actually a good question. Oh. Go Raising ahead. my hand, he's six foot one. Okay, not that tall, he's, he's but tall, tall enough. Gent. Tall. All right, Frank. Just not not all of us are six seven. All right, <laughs> just like calm down with your six one. Not that tall. He's taller than me, but it's still not that tall. I, you know, at like six four. Wow, that's a tall guy. But when you're playing hot and tall, anything over six has like significant sway over the formula. Okay. 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 So it's a weighted formula, and above six is where it's really supposed to take off. Yes. yes. Okay. Is this the time that we should discuss that he was cast to be the lead in the canceled Game of Thrones prequel? Please, let's. Oh my god. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. This was the Game of Thrones prequel. <laughs> <laughs> it's a backdoor pilot. <laughs> this is the way that the Daves are starting to, you know, make their mark on Netflix. Wow. <laughs> That's yikes. Yeah, nope. Mm-mm. So he was supposed to be the, I guess, because that show was supposed to follow the early Starks. So you're looking at, like, Ned Stark's rate something or other. Nope, don't yeah. buy it. Not believing yeah. it. Was it only supposed to follow the Starks, or was it following the Targaryens, too? Because he's it more was, of a Targaryen. He, he is more of a Targaryen. He's got um, crazy eyes. Yeah, he was actually more of a. Um, oh shoot, what was Natalie Dormer's house? Sir Loras. Oh, Tyrells. The, the, the Tyrells. One. He was more of a Tyrell than anything. I think I even said that to my wife. We were watching it, and I was like, "He looks like like Loras Tyrell, but like a poor man's Loras Tyrell." <laughs> he does have a little bit of that like dandy energy. Mm-hmm. Dandy <laughs> energy. <laughs> and your wife turned to you and said, "I don't know what you're talking about." BDE, big dandy energy. No, my wife. She watched Game of Thrones. She knows exactly what I was talking about. I think somebody somebody mentioned that uh, he he has crazy eyes, and I think that that was that's important because he definitely <laughs> has dead eyes, and um, I think that's a big contributor to why I am afraid of him and don't buy it because he does have insane <laughs> eyes. He does. It's like he's up to mischief, but he's also like going to murder you. It's mm-hmm. like the. This sort of shady, soulless look behind his eyes that the Property Brothers have. 
Dave Zoe de Chanel. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, oh, so he tries to build a bonfire in the yard. That goes really poorly. He tries to catch a skunk for dinner. Can, I mean, does anybody know? The bonfire went well. I mean, yeah, I guess. It's a great fire. It's true. Actually, it went a little too well, a little too fast. And it wasn't out of control. No. He knew what he was doing. He's a he's an outdoorsman. He knows what's going on. But yes, he did try and uh, track, hunt, and kill a skunk. Do, do, do people eat skunk? Is skunk an edible meat? He didn't know better. It was the first meat he saw. He, I, he, he thought it was probably like a, 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 I don't know what's a comparable. What, what kind of animals do they have back in the 1300s? I don't know. That... From what I understand from Outlander, there are not skunks in Europe. So he like genuinely may not. <laughs> that, that was actually my next question is like, are there, are there skunks in Europe? Like, I don't, I don't know. There is a long thing in Outlander when they first come to America about discovering skunks. Oh, okay. So there it is for the historical records. Second mention of Outlander, take another shot. Cheers. Skunks are edible, incidentally. Oh, Native okay. Americans ate skunk, um, and they are, quote, better than raccoons and possums. Oh, well, that's a relief. Yeah. Everything's edible if you try hard enough. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that and Outlander. Challenge accepted. The closest thing to skunks they have in Europe are cats who went under a painted fence. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Now I want to do that to my, my cat. Um, so, so they go to a diner, and this is where the other Thor moment happens, Tim. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because he, he likes the coffee, and he goes, Wench, another! Uh, which literally happens in Thor. Yep, except that Thor doesn't call anybody a wench. No, so. because as we found out, uh, wench but, is an offensive term, so right. we don't, this we don't is, do this that. This movie is literally, someone was watching Thor and was like, yeah, this this can work. This I'll good. take this, this, and this. I still maintain nobody wrote this movie, but if they did, they were like, yeah, we'll pull from that. You know, his explanation of wench doesn't sound that bad. He essentially just described a hostess. Like, he was like, he was like, oh, you find it offensive, but in my land, it means this really nice person who brings us stuff. Right. And and so she, yeah, she, she gets him to, to, to say server instead, and he pretty quickly adopts that. Right. Right. Because so. he is a modern feminist. I, just what what growth we saw there. I, I did that <laughs> so fast, it was almost unbelievable. A true ally. Almost too fast to be believable. Um, and yeah, and then, you know, as a feminist, he decides that he needs to stand up and fight her battles for her when her ex walks in. Wait a second. Also, why did she let him bring the sword? Why did she let him bring the sword to the diner? <laughs> like, first mistake. <laughs> why did the hospital give him back his sword? Why does he still have this sword? Here are your clothes in a plastic bag, and here is your weapon. Why did the cop allow him to have the sword? Right. <laughs> Right. A lot of places where we were failed by... A lot of places. You know what? There was a lack of healthy skepticism in this universe. Bracebridge, Ohio, apparently, everyone just takes everything at his value and like, sure, time travel, that makes sense. Sure, a sword, that's fine. Sure, uh, you've had four runs with the cops in four days, that's normal. Like, everything Sure, is... take my car. She had take some car, line yeah. she kept saying, which was like, just because you, like, don't understand it doesn't mean it's not real or something. And it was supposed to be, like, a stand-in for Christmas magic. But it kind of sounded like Stockholm Syndrome. You are a science teacher! <laughs> but you know what? That line, the first time they said it, it kind of got me to buy in. It hit me in the right way. He was like, yeah, just because you don't understand it doesn't mean it's... You can't conceive of it doesn't mean it's not real. I was like, wow, maybe that's true. 
And I just got, so, I was like, all right, you know what? I'm bought in. I'm here. Let's go. <laughs> I have subscribed to your cult, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, so he keeps going back to that holiday, the Christmas village, holiday market, whatever it was. I love like the fourth time he he calls the Mrs. Claus like old crone that 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 Santa's like, hey, stop calling my wife a crone. <laughs> Not the first time. Does anybody does anybody remember um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? Yes, you know the Kevin Costner movie where uh, at the end of the movie, like the the sheriff marries quote unquote marries made Marion, and the witch comes in. He's like, that's my wife, crone, <laughs> and that's all I thought of. <laughs> This entire movie, every time crone, I wanted it to be like, that's what? Crone. <laughs> Never happened. Uh, I, I kept hearing Stewie say the word crone because that's his, the name of his butler. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a word you hear a lot nowadays. It's not. I, I, no. I, don't, I don't advocate for bringing it back either. I'm, I'm good. I'm good without it. All right. Okay, crone. All right. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, okay, Boomer. Frank is a no. I'll note that. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Palmer, for writing that down. So, yeah, Alexa TV. He stays up all night watching TV and learns modern slang. Uh, so now he's lit AF like the kids. I loved the little uh, the little synergy plug for Netflix binging where she was like, oh, my God, do you want to binge this TV with me? And then they just had a whole scene where the two of them sat there and did a Netflix binge of stuff. And I don't think they outright said Netflix, but I was like, this is this feels a little heavy handed. Oh, yeah. They, well, did okay, watch- they didn't outright. <laughs> Kelsey and I are going to the same place right now. <laughs> We're entering into a rage spiral. <laughs> this is a moment. I'm going to hand the floor to Kelsey, but we need to. Enter oh, no. in our favorite segment, Netflix, What Have You Done? Yes, please, please, please. Let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> so they watched another Netflix special from this year, which is now the yes. second year that Netflix has decided to cross-promote their content through their other content. And it's annoying and weird. But it was made worse this week because the Netflix social team put out an infographic showing what movies referenced other movies as if it was a fun no. game that we're all playing. Oh, no. It's titled The Netflix Christmas Movie Cinematic Universe or some nonsense. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. I'm looking <laughs> it up now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. There's um, the acorn when they're trimming the tree. She's like, my parents got this yep. in Alcovia, and that is from um, a Christmas prince. Was it a Christmas prince? Oh, I didn't catch we that all one. know that's how you change important constitutional laws of centuries-old monarchies in order to um, firm up the line of succession <laughs> for your illegitimate adopted son. Got it. Got it. Got it. Cool. 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 I did. I didn't catch that one. I did catch Holiday in the Wild, which is yeah. bad. Just throwing that out there. Ah, <laughs> I was going to watch that today. These are all the movies that are connected. Yeah. A Christmas yeah. Prince is connected to basically all of them except Holiday in the Wild. Yes, it is. It is the Iron Man. Um, the Holiday Calendar, Christmas Inheritance, the pris- the Princess Switch, Holiday in the Wild, and the Night Before Christmas. There was an article that was talking about the Night Before Christmas and the link to the Netflix Holiday Cinematic Universe. Um, that was talking about how the most disturbing aspect of it is that if all of these do exist in the same timeline, then that means that there are four women in the world that are all 
perfect doppelgangers of Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> and that the character from this film has had to, at some point in her life, grapple with an existential crisis about these three other women who have been portrayed on screen who are her. <laughs> Solid. That's trippy, man. I don't want to live in a world where there's four Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> it's too many. That's one too many. If those twins could just figure something out, everything else would be fine, but it's it's their fault. This is a great cinematic universe. I stand behind it wholeheartedly. It is also (laughs) the original cinematic universe. Oh, all right. (laughs) All right, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. We can call it the original original one. Christmas Prince came out in 2017. Original one, Tim. There's time travel involved, Tim. All bets are off. That's true. Technically, it starts in 1300. It wins. He's got a point. It Dracula wins. starts at the beginning of time. So on December 20th... So on December... <laughs> That's the universal one. <laughs> on December 20th, they're decorating the house. There's only four days left for him to find his quest. He hasn't even found his quest yet. He doesn't even know what his quest is yet. And he's well, all like... He doesn't know what his quest is. He found it. He fa- That's true. He found it, but he doesn't know he found it. That's a good point. Uh, so they're decorating the, the house, and they're sharing their childhood memories, and she's all like, my parents are dead. And he's like, yeah, same. They took me away from my parents. Same, same thing. This is totally the same. Yeah, I was like, way to undermine her moment here. Like, you made her, make her feel heard. I became a squire, and I learned how to bake bread and everything. But yeah, my parents were always in my heart. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, but my parents tragically died of an illness, mystery mystery illness that got them both i guess and he's just like no yeah let's talk about me i think yeah the mystery illness killed the mom and then the dad died like six months later of a broken heart because it was the plague (laughs) (laughs) exactly that that's how all of their parents died basically basically but but really everyone is way less confused than they should be about the whole time travel thing like way way less confused than they should be but, well, she doesn't believe he really time traveled. Right, right. But, uh, and it happened to him, so he kind of has to believe it. I, I, I suppose. I suppose. Um, I, I love that he doesn't like her fake tree. So he decides that, they, that uh, well, as Marissa put it, um, he doesn't approve of her fake tree, so she looks at him with horny in her eyes and agrees to buy a real tree. <laughs> she does. She has a very specific face that she makes in this where she's just looking at him with pure lust. Like, it's just <laughs> all she wants to do is just have just kisses with him. Just she wants to have so many kisses with him. Outlander kisses. And that's all she wants. And I'm like, <laughs> you, are, you are thinking with your lady parts. You are not thinking with your brain during this whole thing. And yes, yeah, she in this scene specifically is there in front of the Christmas tree and she's looking up at him and she's just like. I want to just kiss you all day. Definitely kiss. I do think there's like a special academy that they send the female romantic leads of um, holiday movies to where they teach them how to stare up through their eyelashes all doe-eyed and lovey-dovey. Yes. Um, I actually run that course. You know, and like (laughs) teach them how to like make their skin look like it glows or whatever. (laughs) Is it, do they also learn how to keep their hair perfect even when they get a bunch of snow dumped on them through the sunroof? Yes, that's an elective. I think what they do is they just rip out your hair one by one and reinstall it. Oh, yeah. That tracks. (laughs) That way you're just, like, ready to go on set every damn day. Is that also the academy where they teach you that when the guy who says he's from the 1300s asks to borrow your car, you just say yes and let him do it? (laughs) That that was the 
part I believed the least about this entire movie. That was where this movie lost me. Which part? The part where she let him borrow the car or the part where he was kind of able to drive it even if poorly? (laughs) That I could believe because there are cases of like three-year-olds who like drive their cars through town. Like I've seen that in the news. I was like, Vanessa Hudgens, someone could die. This is this is irresponsible. Yeah. And the police are like, uh, you maybe shouldn't have done that, but like she should have, I think, been arrested probably. <laughs> probably? <laughs> like criminal negligence. <laughs> he he definitely should have for driving without a license, and the cop found the car. Yeah. He doesn't even have a so like a social security number. Like he can't <laughs> drive. Like he doesn't exist on the record. <laughs> She asked him, and he said he knew he would be okay, so she did all she could. <laughs> she's, she washed her hands at that point. She's good. She's free and clear. Yeah. 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 Well, he drives, he drives back to the Christmas village and gets some w- words of wisdom from Santa. Uh, and uh, uh, so he's, he's all pouty because, um, because he hasn't figured out his true quest yet, and he's sad. It's very relatable. <laughs> this, 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 this made him so sad. I want to find my quest, and no one told me yet, and I'm sad. And uh, Kelsey, this reminded me of, of uh, uh, oh, I'm forgetting the name of the movie now, but you, you two talked about the uh, Prince Harry and Meghan movie where he was all, he was, I'm sad. Oh, Sad Boy Sex Lion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's yes. not the name of the movie either, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> that was the standout moment for me from your evaluation of it. So Yes, those were Lifetime's original <laughs> Meghan and Harry royal romance movies. There you in go. case anyone needs to go look that up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, just he's like, I haven't found my question. I'm sad. You you, re- you drove my car into town and abandoned it on a sidewalk, but I'm sad. O- okay. You know... You're not you're not being very sympathetic, Frank. <laughs> I suppose I'm not. I suppose I'm not. Uh but also, come on. So so okay, they're all they're all decorating the tree. They you know, she she says something nice about don't worry, you'll find your quest and he's like, Okay, not so sad anymore. And uh uh they're trimming the tree with, with her sister and her niece and and her sister's all, you know, you should jump his bones because he's a total package. And that was the total package. I was like, get out of here with that line. He's not the, <laughs> he ha- doesn't have a job. <laughs> he also has bad hair. Being a knight is a job. It's not a paying job. <laughs> Actually, it is a paying job, just not in 2019. <laughs> I love that her theory, her sister's theory is he was probably a medieval enthousi- enthusiast before he lost his memory. Like, that explains all of this. <laughs> That makes it fine. <laughs> like, he's the total package. He's a medieval enthusiast, just like we all dreamed about when we were kids. So I have a medieval, medieval enthusiast who lost his memory. Total package. Since we're, since we're talking about whether or not he has a paying job, um, what are the chances, if he actually has any of his currency on him, wouldn't that be worth a fortune now? Oh, that's a really good point. Like, if you, oh, here's, here's one silver ingot. That's true, but I don't want a man with old money. I want a man who makes it. <laughs> I want new money. I want that new money. I don't want right. Mr. Howell. So you married me for none of that. <laughs> yeah, I made a big, big Re- mistake. <laughs> really struck out there. Yeah, really. Oh, boy. Um, apparently this town only survives on hot chocolate because everywhere they go, they're like, let's talk about this over some hot chocolate. Like, you guys need to hydrate. Get a like, water once in a while. And he keeps calling it mead. Yeah, 
in what world does hot chocolate taste like mead? Like, in, in no way. In no way does it taste like mead. It's in the world like... where you put Kahlua in it. I was going to say, it doesn't make things fun like mead does. After right. a few, you're like, wait a second, this does not have the same thrill as the mead. This, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, like, there was so much hot chocolate. The movie ended, and I was like, damn it, it worked. I want hot chocolate now. Was this a, was this yep, a that was... by Swiss Miss to, like, make me want hot chocolate? I, I, I don't understand. But, um, but, but that's, that's how that goes. So Brooke's putting on this big Christmas feast for the town, and, and she needs Cole's help, so they, they go grocery shopping. So cue another Wow, the Future is Awesome sequence. Tim, what were some, uh, I've, since you enjoyed those, those scenes as much as you, you, you did, like the, the, oh, look, bread, and oh, look, let's buy 12 hot chocolates. I, I actually was kind of, I, 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 I enjoyed earlier, but by the time he gets to the grocery store and he, like, puts a, like, it kind of reminded me, he reminded me of a kid who was like, no, I want to put all of the stuff in here. But she was also, she had the opposite reaction. She was like, wow, I didn't realize you could make bread. Like, <laughs> no, she knew, but she knows she's bad at it. Mm, no, her reaction to him making loaves of bread was much. Vanessa doesn't have a good track record on Netflix with baking. Okay. In she, general. She knows her limit. Yeah, in the Princess Switch, she I think she was a baker, but she yes. made a puree using a stand mixer. Yes. <laughs> a fool. I'm going to pretend like I know what all that means. With a paddle attachment. Yeah. Like, they, went, they didn't even use a whisk. <laughs> didn't even use the whisk. What? No, I have pureed fruit with a whisk in a KitchenAid before. It can be done with the right fruit and a whisk, but you can't do jack with a paddle and a fruit. Nope. <laughs> Obviously. That's so. So so she has a track. She has a history here. Yeah. Yeah. This is consistent within the Netflix holiday cinematic universe yes. of Vanessa Hudgens. Yes. In the Netflix cinematic universe, nobody knows how to cook for whatever reason. Okay. <laughs> Good to know, and especially if they look like Vanessa Hudgens, then they especially exactly. can't. Got it. It's okay. Because they want to be relatable. I guess. Yeah. She's just a normal girl like you or me. <laughs> I will say, so he didn't have a job, but he is the full package in that he made all of that bread. That's true. Like, we had been, we were watching last night, and we were talking about her horny eyes, and then I was like, I have horny eyes for all of that bread. Like, that looked amazing. <laughs> I would marry a man who could make that kind of bread. That cool. was lovely. That I can do. <laughs> His kneading technique is far better than that of another love interest in a Hallmark movie we have watched this year. Ah, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah. So if we want to compare just by love interests of holiday films, he's up there. All right. So he's got that going for him. Cole, Cole's on the board. That's good. <laughs> uh, all right. So they're making the bread. He has the magic bean in the bread. And it's all like, whoever finds it gets to make a Christmas wish, foreshadowing, blah, blah. Oh, she runs into her student again. And her student's all like, more, remember me. Let's talk more about how love might not be a thing. Um, this was the scene that bothered me more than the initial scene. Like, I can get behind the teacher being like, hey, teenager, like, get your head out of your weird romances and focus on school because that's your job as a teenager. But then this teenager comes up to her and is like, oh, I thought about it. And I actually don't need a man. I'm interested in school. And she's like, oh, about that. I actually kind of believe in love now. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My advice for your life changes as uh, depending on where my love life is. So yeah, exactly, <laughs> the way that I guide you through your formative years is based <laughs> around my internal crisis. <laughs> it's a lot like the end of a Christmas Carol. Scrooge is now happy. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but Scrooge also isn't being like, Tiny Tim, quit your, like, leave your family, do whatever, because I hate family. And then at the end, he's like, no, actually, I believe in family now, so you should stick around. Deleted scene. Also, like, I like the girl was all excited. She was like, yeah, I'm going to focus on my academics. I'm going to be smart and a woman in STEM. I'm going to be so successful. And she's like, no. No. <laughs> no. What happens if a time-displaced knight shows up? just don't do anything sit around and wait for your time to play this night and everything will be fine (laughs) so uh, oh I love when when they're making the bread uh, and how he pulls a Swayze to teach her how to to knead it right that made me that made me so mad I was like if anybody (laughs) ever like is trying to teach me something by getting in that close of a physical proximity to me I would punch you I'd be like get off me I don't like this this is not how I learn (laughs) I feel like kneading is also not something that you can do while someone's hand is on top of your hand. Like, kneading is like a a physical thing, and if you have someone restraining your wrists when you're trying to get a good roll on your dough, the dough is going to suck. Completely agree. And yet somehow, magically, the bread is perfect. This is the third magic in the movie. (laughs) I'm just imagining somebody at the Christmas party eating the bread being like this doesn't this doesn't taste very needed. It's almost like somebody's wrists were not allowed to roll. <laughs> there's like a, there's like a baking critic at the at the Christmas feast and they're like excuse me, this bread is subpar. Get Polly Hollywood in there. He's like I've seen this before. I know exactly what this is. I know what. He's one of those over the shoulder needs. <laughs> this is ghost bread. <laughs> Did someone pull a Swayze? I don't. Something's something's up with this bread. Also, like, adding one uncooked bean into a loaf of bread. I was like, that is not a fun surprise. If I crunch down on a lovely luscious loaf of bread and there's a crunchy ass dry bean, I'm gonna be unhappy. <laughs> Yep. Agreed. Break a Agreed. crown. Ter- like, terrible tradition. Terrible. Don't do not approve. This is not bubble audio approved. Beans are only supposed to be used to trade for cows. <laughs> yes, magic ones. They don't have dentists back in the 1300s. If somebody's just cracking teeth on their, well, they still don't in England. <laughs> sorry to all of our English listeners. Yeah, sorry guys. You know it's true. So, so Brooks, Brooks' niece and her friend go missing in the blizzard. Uh, the, the, her mom is like, yeah, sure, you can go play in the snow. And then they just go off into the woods and find themselves in the middle of a frozen lake. Like an idiot. Yes. This was Darwinism. <laughs> <laughs> this was Darwinism, and then the time traveler intervened and changed the course of time. Yeah. It's... No, he should have just let nature take its course at that point. <laughs> I, we can't find our niece. Well, she was dumb, so... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Too bad. I read a very good article on Vulture about this that framed this event as the child acting out against her mother because she wouldn't let her eat sweets the whole movie. Uh... <laughs> That's now my take on this. <laughs> I'm just going to go throw myself into a frozen pond because I can't have my Milky Way. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that checks out. Wasn't she allowed to have hot chocolate? But hot chocolate's the only beverage allowed by the law during December, so it doesn't count. Mm. <laughs> true. I guess that's true. Especially in Ohio. Yeah, I Especially guess. Especially in Ohio. Yeah. In this, this Christmas town where the cop is way too cool about stuff. <laughs> Rural, suburban Ohio. 
Now it was pretty cool the way he saved her niece, right? Like it, he was he 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 knew what he was doing because his like outdoorsman, you know, like living in the 1300s instincts kicked in. He was like, "Here's what you do: get on your belly, crawl like a snail. Let's do this." My favorite was Frank's reaction, where he literally was so engrossed in that scene. He goes, "Is this?" Is that what you're actually supposed to do, Marissa? If if you end up on ice, <laughs> is that what you're supposed to do? So, lesson learned, kids. You know, if you find yourself on ice, distribute your weight over the ice. It's uh, we all learned. Yeah, something that is actually today. real. Yeah, Netflix saves. To be a fair, life. I I did the same thing. I'm like, oh, this is very interesting. <laughs> See, yeah, all right, we well, all learned something. I'm glad that the Mainer and the Vermonter were able to. <laughs> we're like, duh, this is how you act on ice, you idiots. <laughs> Like, I, don't I come know. from a culture of ice fishing, so I've heard this before. I come from a culture of ice cubes, so like that's that's basically my exposure. I come from a culture of what the hell are you doing on a frozen pond, you moron? <laughs> I come from the land down under. Mm. From the land down under. There's no ice there. Bummer. That's falling in love, and that's a completely different movie, Tim. <laughs> but somehow that still doesn't um, fulfill his quest. Right, he's all like, "No, saving a kid's life—that doesn't do it. It's got to be something with my heart." And it's got to be something important. Yes, just... he definitely didn't save those kids out of the goodness of his heart or anything. Right. Uh. <laughs> and they finally almost kiss, but then her brother-in-law decides he's going to start appearing in the movie. That was the moment where my wife was like, "Kiss." kiss they're gonna kiss and she was like watching this because i had to watch it and by the end she was like they're kissing they're doing it like the the magic the magic of netflix christmas movies that's how they get you right they suck you in they suck you in and then you can't get out like a frozen pond they should have done it sooner i couldn't believe they made it they made it like three days without kissing, spending all day together, batting their eyelashes at each other all day. I was like, I don't believe it. I Needing think bread. They watched Netflix together all day. Completely unrealistic. Right? Just smooch already. Actually, that's true. When they when they binge watch Netflix all day and yeah. like she sleeps on his shoulder and everything. and, and They ordered a pizza yeah. and they didn't even kiss. Are you kidding Come me? On. I don't believe it. Come on. It would besmirch his honor. There was also pizza to be eaten. Like. I mean, you know? yeah, but I don't. I don't know. I would kiss anyone who bought me pizza. That's that's. <laughs> I can attest to that one. That was true. <laughs> I've 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 experienced that one. Um. So as they as they get ready for the feast, they're you know they make, they bake the bread in the morning and and uh, they they get dressed and he's captivated by how beautiful she looks and and he doesn't know how to tie a tie and neither did she and it's, oh how silly the neck ribbon I don't know what I'm doing. Um, the neck ridden. That's what they call it—a neck ribbon. <laughs> uh, oh, neck ribbon! I thought you said yeah. neck ridden. Like, ha ha! Uh, you have a neck, you fools. You. <laughs> <laughs> no. Some people are bedridden. Some people are neck ridden. She gives him. You know, she remembers earlier in the in the film he mentioned that one Christmas he got an orange and a half penny. So she gives him an orange and a half dollar because she remembers the callback. She's. Because she's a cheap ass is what she is. That's teacher salary <laughs> gift right there. I got you an orange and a, and a half dollar. Well, you know, she spends all her money on high-waisted pants, so all that's left in the budget is an orange and a half dollar. It's true. Well, oranges were extremely expensive back in 1334, so, like, they, like, just... It was a good gift back then. It was an excellent gift back then. Like an Xbox. Best of both worlds. She can cheap out, but she looks like she's rich. That's amazing. It's great. Yeah. She really wins, really. She wins Christmas this year. She spent <laughs> three fifty 
<laughs> on a Christmas present. She really she, she didn't even wrap it. She that's true. That's true. But she wins in the like, you know, the the most thrifty award or something. That's true. Oranges are already pre wrapped. That's the point. Oh <laughs> touche. They're they're talking about this guy David who's in town and he's holding down two jobs to provide for his kids and and um they they get to the Christmas feast and Cole has arranged for Santa to bring David and his kids, like all their presents, everything on their Christmas list appears at the feast and, and the town gets together and buys these gifts and, and gives David, you know, some, some money to, to help provide for the kids. Beautiful, beautiful moment where the whole town pitches in. So I was feeling a little bit um, misdirected here for a moment. I was like, maybe this isn't going to end the way we think it is. Maybe the, you know, the knight and Vanessa Hudgens aren't going to end up together, but they're setting us up for her to fall in love with this nice dad who's like gone through a hard time and this nice normal dude who has a job and who is like a good guy. But, um... That was not the ending. I was like, Frank, maybe she's going to end up with the dad. He was like, no, this is a Netflix Christmas movie. This, that's not how it's going to end. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I was hoping for a little bit of a modern twist, but no, we'll end up with a knight. It's fine. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, he's not a knight. <laughs> right, exactly. The movie's called Night Before Christmas, not David like, Before why, Christmas. <laughs> why would you want this Why nice would you date man? somebody who's not a knight? Right. That's what I have always said. <laughs> To Marissa. <laughs> <laughs> As she goes out why? on a date with somebody who's not a knight. <laughs> when she went on dates with me, I'd be like, why would you go on a date with somebody who's not a knight? This doesn't make sense. You doesn't even have a sword. I don't check any of your boxes. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not old money or new money. I'm not a knight. The only thing... <laughs> doesn't bake bread. I don't bake bread. I, I bought you pizza. That's really all. That, the only box that I check, but I guess that's all that matters in the end. I, Marissa, take you, Frank. Why? I'm not a knight. Yeah, I'm I, not a... When you were there, that's literally what I said. Your wedding, your wedding was awkward that way. You really should have said that out loud. Tim and Kelsey can both attest to how awkward that moment was. But... It was extremely awkward. Yeah. Yeah, it very was. weird. It was so strange. Very, very weird. So now Cole feels like his quest is fulfilled, because he did the good deed, and uh, he needs to do one more thing. And you're like, oh, great, they're finally going to kiss. Nope, he needs to pose for selfies in his armor. <laughs> yes, that was actually his quest all along. All along. That was the other thing he needed to do, was, was take selfies. It was right there in the beginning when he first came to 2019, and those, those women were like, can we take a selfie with you? It's really what this is, the, the spirit of Christmas is all about, selfies. Tell me your sarcasm is a joke, that the spirit of Christmas is selfies. Of course it is, Tim. It is. Of course it is. Thank God. Yeah, so I didn't do Christmas shopping at all. <laughs> I was just going to go around and take selfies with people. Be like, Merry Christmas, click. All right, move on. Get out of my house. Right. Well, you need a night costume. Mm. Oh, you assume I don't have one. You fool. <laughs> right on. With that, with the selfies uh, taken care of, uh, he pulls out the... Oh, 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 Allison. Allison, her neighbor. Remember from earlier in the movie when she comes over and she's hitting on him and Brooke is all like, meh. I don't like Allison. She's no lady. She's a hussy. I did not understand this character. I was like, do they just want to add somebody else to the credits? Like, why is this? What is the plot device? Are you just trying to make her jealous? We get no background, really, of why they don't like each other. She doesn't need to exist. I mean, I feel like maybe in an earlier draft of the script, you know, had there been a script written, uh, th this would have been like, oh, like, he, he gets tempted by her. or He, like, gets distracted by her. But from the start, he's like, nope, I won't go on a date with you. And then he's like, nope, I won't kiss you under the mistletoe. And she just folds. 
immediately. She's like, oh, okay, that's what I thought. Merry Christmas. I'm like, hold on a second. Are you a villain or not? Like, this, you gave up way too easily if you're the villain and you are the foil in their romance. Like, Wait, she was supposed to be the villain? Like, I didn't think this movie had a villain. I think she like, was the closest thing they had to a villain. Because she was, like, coming over, trying to seduce him, get in the way. We were supposed to hate her for no reason. And then she just I gave up. Didn't even catch that, honestly. I was right? like, they okay, didn't cool, yeah, another person in the town. They just kind of half-assed it. Yeah, I, I, they introduced her for the inevitable sequel next year, where yes. she tries to break them up. Or where she, no, they at the end they set up they set up like his brother was gonna have a have a journey, and so maybe he's gonna come back and fall in love with the redhead. Ooh. Put it on the record now. That's my that's where my money goes. That's a good prediction. Yeah, his brother is definitely time traveling next year. Definitely, oh, yeah. definitely. And on TV, this movie will be will be playing. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, that would be weird. That would be that would be very weird. Well, they finally they finally kiss as the old crone watches them, just sort of like crone. peeping she's Tom, getting her jollies, peeping crone. Yeah, her, her <laughs> she's Mrs. Claus. She's getting her jollies all right. Um, but uh, his, his medallion lights up, and he's like, "Quick to the Christmas village! This is where I came into the world, and this is where I'm going to go out." And uh, <laughs> he's he's all he's all grateful. That she helps him believe in himself. Aww. This is all about him, after all. That's really... It is. It's all about it is him. About it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is the night in a night before Christmas. I guess that's true. Um, uh, Kirsty, what did you think about their, ter- their tearful goodbye as he disappeared into a puff of smoke? I think it was complete horse dookie. It's <laughs> 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 sort of what I think. I just love that, like, the whole point is that they're supposed to fall in love, and she's, like, all bought in. And I, I get that this is the emotional roller coaster they're trying to build you for, but she's all bought in, and he's like, well, I mean, obviously I have to go back for my brother's coronation. Right. Like, obviously. That was not a good enough excuse. Bad excuse. And we're never going to see each other again, and I really learned a lot from you, and I will cherish your memory for the rest of time like I did when I was taken away from my parents. And, um, you know, it's been real. And he just disappeared. Bye forever. How can you leave the magic of television behind and not shed a tear? (laughs) 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 And also, like, he goes back in time. I know we're going to get there. But the reason I thought it was such nonsense is because when he goes back in time, he, like, immediately gets back and sees his brother and is like, Hey, I somehow made it back through the fabric of space and time to be here for your coronation, but the second I set foot here, I realized that I'm actually supposed to be in the future, because that's my quest. So, it's true. bye again. He's like Uncle Jamie in love, actually. He gets to his family Christmas, and he's like, and <laughs> out! I hate Uncle Jamie! I hate Uncle Jamie! <laughs> also, he had no idea. I like that... Before solving the problem of how am I going to get back to the future, he just tells his brother, you know what, I'm going to figure it out. I'm just going to go into the woods and holler for the old crone. (laughs) And we're going to just, hopefully things just work themselves out. So see you later. Can I tell that we were watching the movie and he's he's like saying that to his brother, like, all right, I need to go. And his brother's like, yeah, that checks out. Go, peace. You'll always be in my heart. I don't need to see you again. That's fine. Um, And then I was like, what's he going to do? Go in the woods and shout for the old crone? And that's literally (laughs) exactly what he does. He goes in the woods and starts shouting for the old crone. He's not a great problem solver. Old crone. He's not a great problem solver, but it worked. It did. So maybe he is a great problem solver. I guess. (laughs) 
or she's just a creep and like followed him the whole time because she gave him this quest to begin with. Uh, yeah, well, I guess. It is suggested that she was following him around, keeping eyes on him, because when he first got to the Christmas village, she's dressed as um, as Mrs. Claus, which is why he keeps going up to Santa's wife and calling her old crone. Right. And she's just, like, spying on him. She was also at the party at the end when Vanessa Hudgens gives her a little speech. She's also hanging out in the background there, too. Yes. And she watches them yeah. kiss. Like, she's the only person in the room just watching them kiss. Like a creep. Like a creep. Mm-hmm. She's got to monitor the quest. <laughs> I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Um, meanwhile, Brooke, Brooke is, uh, she runs into her student again, and now she's like, I didn't take my boyfriend back uh, because you told me science. And she's like, well, I think maybe true love is real because I met this guy a week ago, and now we love each other more than ever. She's also openly weeping. I'm like, maybe take a minute to process your feelings before you, like, scar this kid with your own issues. I don't know. Tim, you openly weep in front of your students all the time, don't you? <laughs> oh, um, I'm going to plead the fifth on <laughs> What, in, in, in deeply personal one-on-one conversations with a, with a child? You don't do that? I'm going to plead the fifth on this. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> oh, man. This deeply uh, unpro... I mean... Do you, like, go into a co-work, like, do you go into, like, I don't know, the intern pool and, like, just start crying to them? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's a different story. I'd really rather not talk about that. That was a really, that was a low point. <laughs> Your whole lives are ahead of you. You have no idea what it's like in middle management. Don't sell out. Uh, <laughs> Go be free. Go be a barista somewhere. You'll be happier. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I love that she finds the gauntlets in her house. Yeah, neatly stacked gauntlets. Just too. Yeah, just, just sitting right there. And she's like, oh, I'll always keep them in my heart. And I'll put my <laughs> hands so in his heavy. hands. I, I wanted to sleep with it, but it's going to kill me in the middle of the night. I roll over <laughs> I know he does. He just casually leaves that behind. Um, I also respect that she's eating the bread. She's just like, "Well, I've got all this bread. Might as well start making a dent in it." Yeah. If I ever get left, I want to be left with a lot of fresh baked bread. That's fair. I think that's the best way to mourn a relationship. Right. That's that's how you'll know if you if you ever come home and I'm not there, but there's a bunch of freshly baked bread. Yeah. You know what happened? I'll be like, okay. All right, that's fine. <laughs> that's. I'll fine. be sad for as long as this bread survives. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But guys, guys, then she finds the magic bean. Isn't that great, Palmer? She finds the magic bean, and she wishes for Cole to come it back. It was. It was very cute. She gets to make her Christmas wish. That's it. She makes her Christmas wish. Which was for a switch. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's not <laughs> stupid. Like, come on, it's 2019. Don't we all right. want a switch? Yeah. 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 Uh, and then she finds a tree ornament that he made for her, and he left behind on the tree. Because it's a callback to her childhood, and how right. her mother used to leave knitted things to f- for them to find. So so that's the callback to her childhood, and then she gave him a, a callback to his childhood, and it's all it's all very full circle. They know each other so well. They do, because they've they been do. together a whole week. <laughs> yeah. And they kissed once. Four, so four like, days. Whole, four, yeah, four a days. Whole four days. Whatever. A long weekend. A long, basically, yeah. <laughs> a federally mandated long weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but it was at Christmas, so it was like, 
double the time. Sure. Because the, the feelings magic. were running high. Definitely. The magic just enhances it so much. <sighs> they have nothing in common. I'm sorry. Sure they do. They both like bread. <laughs> they haven't watched any of the same TV shows or they don't like the same music. They binged, an entire, they binged an entire series season of something. To be oh. fair, he has not been exposed to any of the things that she has interest in. That's true. Science. She doesn't actually have any interest. <laughs> like it, she's a scientist. That word doesn't even exist in his time. <laughs> they have a lot of catching up to do. They do. That's true. That's true. Don't you think he should have accused her of being a witch at least like once? Right? Mm. I, he didn't. Yes. Ha- he didn't have enough questions about like, yeah, like is she a witch? Is she like qu- questions about how like boyfriends work? Right? Like, yes. Yeah, she was talking about her ex, and he was just like, "Oh, your ex? Okay, I yeah, got it. I know what that is. We have those <laughs> in thirteen thirty four. In the sequel, she actually goes to work, and that's the first fight of the relationship. He's like, "No, no, no, no. You're a woman. You don't work." <laughs> <laughs> that too. He's going to be because the whole time he's known her, she's been home. He's going to be really upset to find right. out she leaves the house every well, day. There is there there is kind of something like that where that little girl is like, "Can girls be knights?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> and she's like, yes, you can be whatever you want. And he kind of just accepts that, but that really should have been there first. That's, that's going to be yeah, a bigger true. discussion later. That's good. That's good, Tim. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. the, I, I feel like it should be like, no, because you're a girl, you should be teaching squires how to make bread. That's going to be a fight in the car home, car ride home. It's, it's going to be tense. <laughs> they get into her steel steam. As he's opening the sunroof. Yeah. <laughs> and all the fake snow pours in. That was the most amount of terrible fake snow I have ever seen in one place, when it just pours into the sunroof. And she got out of the, ha- the car and her hair was perfect. Perfect. I don't believe it. <laughs> I saw an article, I think about a Hallmark movie, maybe a Netflix movie. Um, that finally admitted out loud, which is what I've been needing for a while, that their fake snow is made of either paper or cotton batting, depending on the scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That checks out. I've heard potato yeah. flakes, too. I've yes. heard that, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mostly paper. Um, that The hair thing reminds me of that uh, Mark Hamill did an interview a while ago where he was talking about um, the Death Star sequence and the trash compactor, and he went to George, and he's like, George, like, my hair was wet in this scene, but the very next one is dry. Like, shouldn't my hair be smudged or something? And Harrison Ford was like, kid, it's not that kind of movie. <laughs> <laughs> if people are paying attention to your hair, we're in a lot of trouble. That's such a big mood. He's not wrong. No, he's not wrong at all. That's the equivalent of this. Like, I guess probably that's true. shouldn't have been paying attention to her hair. I wasn't. I didn't. Didn't even register to me. That's because you're a man and you've never had to deal with the, like, scourge of wet hair in winter. Um, Very true. I do. I'm not Frank. I do have hair. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But you have Uh, never achieved, like, a flawless blowout and then had to shovel your car out. That's true. Nothing ruins your day faster. That's true. Question. If you knew there was snow on the ground or it was snowing, why would you try to achieve a flawless blowout? Because if we don't, then people will give us a hard time and say, you look tired. Well, there's that. (laughs) But sometimes you also just like get up and go through the motions of getting ready, which includes blow drying your hair, whatever. And then you start to get your coat on and look out the window and think, well, FML, I forgot that I had to clean off my car. And then you think, well, how bad could it be? I just have to clean off the windshield. And then, you know, it escalates very quickly. Gotcha. Yeah, Tim. 
Gotcha. And just one last thing before we move on this. In Frank's defense, he does have bad beard days. He I gets do. very upset when the weather is too humid or if it gets wet after he goes outside. I do. So yes. in I, his defense, he understands the scourge of a bad I beard I totally day. do. I give myself beard blowouts all the time and they get ruined by the snow. <laughs> He's not joking. Uh, I have no. actually seen a device made for men that's a beard straightening brush. Yes, I we want can talk that. Off air, yes, but it I, I, I know what the, it's the little heat thing, and it like pour and it moves it down. Yeah, it's awesome. yeah exactly. I want one. You just like and brush it through your hair, and it straightens it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tim, I see you and I get the same Instagram ads. Interesting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> cool. Well, they they know we're friends now. They figured it out. <laughs> yep. These guys right here. Yep, friends. <laughs> they get the same Instagram ads. Beard buddies. Uh, do you also get organizing? Do you also get like pocket organizer ads? Like put your iPad and your pen and your notebook all in one place because I'm getting those right now. And now that and now that I've said it, you're all going to get them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, the internet shows me the best organizing mm. content. Mm. You guys are telling on yourselves. A hundred percent. The only person I'm allowed to tell on. So, so yeah, okay. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Snitches get stitches. Yeah, except when, except when you snitch on yourself. Ooh. Well, I, I, I'm, I, I just learned a valuable lesson from all of that. Just like Cole learned a valuable lesson about love being the first of all knightly virtues, and he tells the old crone that when she appears from behind a tree, as he's shouting for her in the open air, um, and she sends him back to 2019 because he has proved himself worthy. A true knight. A true knight. Question though. Is Cole really a historically accurate name? Yes. Old King Cole. Okay, fine. I'm good. Oh, Cole, old King Cole. All right. Cole I'll Porter. Accept that, I Cole guess. Cole Porter. But, but is his name Cole because he's like a Christmas gift she didn't know she wanted, but in fact it's cold Ooh. in the winter, so she actually needed Cole, so Santa mm. delivery Cole isn't so bad after all. So like that. Oh, galaxy brain. That is a real English teacher thing to say. No, it... It's spelled differently. Yeah. Oh. Um, if anyone is interested in some supplementary reading, I do have an article about all of the things that um, A Night Before Christmas got wrong about the historical time period of nights. Yes, so. please. Which was nothing. <laughs> Put that in the show notes. Put that in the show notes for yes, real. Yes, please. I do. I would <laughs> like to know 0% that. It is 0% ironic, which is the best part. Oh, my God. Please, please send that around in Slack or something so we can Will read that. Do. That's hilarious. I love that. Oh man! Well, I, I, so they're at the Christmas Village. It's Christmas Day. Oh, oh, oh! Wait, no, Christmas morning. They're opening presents, and um, uh, uh, Brooke's niece finds a puppy under the tree that none of the adults have any idea where it came from. <laughs> and again, they do not react strongly enough. And the, the dad's reaction is just, "I better go pour some coffee." I would be like, "No, who broke into my house and left a dog here? Like, how is there this animal in my home? Has it been vaccinated? Do I need to give it shots? Does it have rabies?" I was, I was waiting for the tie-in. I was like, "Oh, maybe there's a tie-in with Cole." No, just Christmas magic. There's no, there's no tie-in. I thought Cole did it. Christmas magic. Santa brought it. That's a whole. But see, we didn't even tackle the Santa thing. You really know, that didn't. came out of nowhere. And if Santa brought it, it has all its shots. Yeah, Santa didn't visit their house to see if they had a fenced-in yard. Like, he didn't do the work. Yes. And is it a That's rescue? not Santa's job. She asked for a puppy. He delivered. Like, was it What a happens after mail? that is on them. Oh, you have some very strict, like, warranty rules. Like, she checked about the car. She's done. She's clear. <laughs> yep. 
Palmer has strict rules about everything. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I listen to Academy Rewind. I'm aware. Um, <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, but it's true. It's true. Like no one, no one is like freaked out enough that this dog appeared. Like the parents both. Did you do it? Did you do it? Huh? Brooke, did you do it? No. Huh? Well, I guess I guess we have a dog now. Even though I specifically said at the beginning of the movie that we're not getting a dog. Also, that dog was very well behaved to sit in that position all night. That's true. In the stocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd say you know it was Christmas magic. In real life, he would have peed all over the living room. Yeah, Kelsey, you just got a puppy, right? Like, did did this, did this stand up to... Would your, would your dog just, like, stay in a stocking? Uh, no. We had several takes of our Christmas card photo, and the one we ended up with still isn't great. <laughs> so, mm. no. <laughs> and, and, Tim, you just got a dog as well. Does, does this check out? Um, no, dog goes outside. Dog goes outside. People generally are aware of where she comes from. Other mm. dogs. <laughs> also, we don't have kids, so I don't have to deal with their confusion. Hmm, fair, fair. All right, I think it would be so disturbing to wake up one morning to an unexplained dog, like, not just in your house, but, like, nestled into a stocking under your tree. With like, there's so much intentionality there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And nobody questioned it. Yeah, if my dog's under the tree, I'm nervous that the tree's gonna fall over. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Alright, so they're at the Christmas village, and Brooke is explaining to her niece that, like, well, Cole's gone, but, you know, it's all, it's, it's, it's for the best. It's, uh, you know, it's not your fault. It's not, it's not you, it's him. And uh, and then he just like sort of appears, taps her on the shoulder, and is like, "Hey, I brought my horse this time. Is that cool? Can we crash for a while in your guest house?" And she's her first reaction yes, is she's just immediately like, "Oh, let me meet your horse." Hi, Sherwin. <laughs> Maybe she's a horse rider. It's Ohio. You don't know. That's something they have in common? Question mark. Mm, the one the thing. horse now lives in the guest house. He lives in the regular house. Does she have a big enough yard to accommodate a horse? Yeah, does no. she? Well, she has a guest house, so probably. <laughs> she probably has access to stables. I imagine that comes with just being a child of rich parents. If you have a guest deceased. house, if you have a guest house, there must be stables. They're off the in-ground pool. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I guess that's where Sherwin lives now. Just, just like in in the guest house. But also now, like she's responsible for this night. Now she's like, yeah, come live with me. Like you, I am now your caretaker essentially that was a big commitment and she just took it on she's gonna teach him how everything works she's gotta buy him a cell phone she's gotta get him an identification yeah this is a lot of work now she has just signed on for my favorite line of the whole movie is when he 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 gets down on one knee and and he's you know he says you were my quest all along you know will you take me back and she goes nothing would make me happier my handsome knight Ugh. Ugh. Yep. Ugh. Ugh. That was the line of the movie. She's fetishizing the night thing. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. When reality strikes, it's going to be tough. Nothing would make me happier, my Netflix 5. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix 7, Frank. 7. 7. Hollywood 5. five. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, 7's not that bad. <laughs> it's above average. <laughs> okay. Which is more than I can say for any of you. <laughs> All right, there it is. There it is. Waiting for that. I was waiting for that. Um, so I love. What do we all think of his plan to become a cop or open a bakery? Either one. <laughs> um, I think he could do both. 
Guys, I'm sorry to be the Debbie Downer on this. He doesn't have credit. How's he going to have any business? <laughs> he doesn't have a social security number. You can't just like, open a bakery. He he can't do any of them. He can't be a government employee. He's <laughs> technically not alive. You have no records. I was very concerned that the police officer was just like, I want you to join the academy, but you'll have to do a psych eval. As if that's, like, the only thing working against this dude right <laughs> that's now. The like, one this thing. guy doesn't know what laws are. <laughs> he doesn't know what laws are. He doesn't know, like, what math is. He doesn't, like, he has no education. I want to see a sequel to this where it's a year later and he's still, like, living in her guest house just watching Netflix. He's gained 20 pounds. Like, he just has no direction in his life. He's, like, kind of an alcoholic. He becomes <laughs> Fat Thor. He becomes Fat Thor and then closes the loop. And she's just like hates him, and she's just so resentful. She's like, I could have married that kind single dad, but I'm with <laughs> you. Oh my god, that's a dark sequel right there. He's gonna open the bakery. She has enough money for him to do it. She's a teacher in that's Ohio. True. <laughs> she's independently wealthy. That's fair. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I like the idea of her like selling the guest house to pay for his bakery dreams. <laughs> well. Uh, they literally just ride off on the horse as strangers shout nice things at them. You look great! What a good couple! <laughs> nice hair! When the credits started, I literally screamed. I just said, that's it! <laughs> it was very abrupt. It was just like, and happily ever after starts now. I really need to flash forward to six months later to see the logistics of this relationship. I know, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, feel like, I feel like it ended there. It, it feel like it ended there because if you didn't, you would have had to have done the next year for us to be satisfied. Which I'm all and for. And they didn't have time for that in a half an hour. I guess that's what Palmer's in favor of this. Okay, that's good. But yeah, like, I guess if they went any further than that, they'd have to start addressing the questions that we're raising now. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> they just cut it off there. But I love that there's a post-credit or like a mid-credit sequence, you guys. <laughs> like a true cinematic universe would. And Cole's brother is knighted, and he meets the old crone, and he remembers that his brother told him to be kind to everyone, so he's kind to the old crone. And and she's all like, wow, here's a red orb for you. And that's the end. Sequel time! Then he goes back and falls in love with the mean neighbor. Yes. I bet that's what happens. I bet Allison was... God, I hope it's not the mean neighbor. Yeah, you think? <laughs> Is it going to be the student? Oh. Uh, <laughs> dark. <laughs> they could be really subversive and have it be the nice single dad. Mm. Oh. It would allow, if they did the kid, but it was like a 15 years later thing, it would allow us to see what happened to Vanessa Hudgens and Cole. True. So, all right, uh, Kirsty, let's start with you. How would you rate this movie uh, on on a, on a scale from Holiday in the Wild to a Christmas Prince? Where where does this movie fall? I would rate this movie as half of a Christmas Prince three. Mm. <laughs> so, Christmas Prince one and a half. Yes. <laughs> Is that anything like Lion King one and a half? Yes, it's, ex oh. it's more like Return of Jafar 7, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Kelsey, how would, you, what would, how would you rate this movie? I would rate this movie as one box in the advent calendar in Christmas and Evergreen 3 Tidings of Joy. <laughs> <laughs> like December 17th <laughs> on the advent calendar. 
<laughs> one of those middle days they just put in the montage. Oh, jeez. Uh, Palmer. Oh, 10 out of 10. All right. It gave me everything I needed except one tiny insignificant detail, which was how does the time travel actually send him to a different place on the map? Mmm, that's time and space travel, huh? Yeah. Like, it would be one thing if they both lived in England. Right. Right. Yeah. So maybe that's nine true. out of he ten. Was also, he was also very accepting of the whole new continent thing. Like, that's a whole big thing I feel mm. like we needed to figure out. And he was just sort of like, cool, so this is a place called Ohio. Right on, right on. Cool, cool, cool. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Well, see, I don't think he ever sees a map, so I think he just thinks, oh, they renamed the place. I sure. think he could just assume that they're still in England, right? Yeah, it's just a town that's different. I just can't stop yeah. thinking about how much education she's going to have to do. This is a lot of work. <laughs> this is a piece of project. He's a project. It's like they both got a new puppy, him, her, and her niece. Well, she is a teacher. She is a teacher. That's true, Tim. It honestly would have been better if she was a history teacher because then she would have been like in line. She would have known some things to help him, mm. but but they didn't play into her being super like even if even if you're not a science teacher, you would be skeptical about him saying he's a time traveler. That was supposed to add to her skepticism, right? That she's like, I'm science and he's yeah, magic. That's supposed to like drive home the like you know thing believing things you can't explain thing. Yeah, that's mm. most people, regardless of what you do for a living. So sure. she could have been a history teacher and actually had some kind of connection with him. Fair. No, she couldn't, Tim, because <laughs> then then we would have spent an hour and a half of you complaining. She's a history teacher. How does she not know all these things were wrong? <laughs> I kind of want to hear that podcast, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um so okay, so Tim, so those are your thoughts on it. What? Uh, how would you rate the film? Do I? I have to give it a. Do I have to give it a like a fun Christmassy rating? Dude, whatever or... you want, man. Follow uh, your heart. You just have to rate it highly. Um, you have to rate it highly. That's Palmer's two rule. out of two out of five. Two out of five. Two out of five. Not a complete failure, and I kind of enjoyed it for what it is, but I. But you hate love. I will not. <laughs> All right, can we take a poll, Palmer, not you? Anybody, <laughs> like, are they actually in love? Yes. No! What? No! No. All right, I, my, my, my case not is rested. Not a single Thank you. couple from a holiday movie has ever actually been in love. They've just been swept up in the joy of the season. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Your cynicism is spreading like a virus, Tim. I don't like this world. <laughs> <laughs> Marissa, what's your? What's I would your say, as a as a love story, I give it one out of five love actuallys. Um, okay. I think it's there is there is little substance there, but as a Christmas spirited film with the the energy of the season um, and the whimsical nature and the the time travel element, I would give that like a four out of five. You know, okay, there's a fun little layer on top. Was the movie good? No. No, but was it fun to watch? Sure. It was enjoyable. It was a fun hate watch. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I would rate this one um, Olivia Newton-John television Christmas movie. <laughs> that is what I would rate this. Out of five? Out of five. <laughs> you, I will say, this this movie is far better than the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> yes. That's yes. true. That is definitely true. Yes. Yeah. The, incidentally, the last time we did a, a Thought Bubble Audio holiday special... Uh, the Star Wars holiday yeah. special. Yeah, that was that was who oh boy. 
Oh boy, that was because there was no love story in it. Because you mentioned the Olivia Newton-John Christmas special, I just want to put in the plug for the one true Olivia Newton-John Christmas special in my heart, which is Score a Hockey Musical. Yes. I, uh, that has been in our, in our family movie watching queue for a bit now, because I really I haven't listened to your episode on it, because I want to enjoy it the way it was meant to be enjoyed. So I can't wait to sit down and watch this movie um, so that I can enjoy the, the craziness. Because you, you didn't lead me astray with uh, uh, Little Italy. So I, 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 I figure <laughs> Frank brings up Little Italy probably once a month. Like he really wants <laughs> to watch. He, he talks about it all the time. I love that chaotic energy. Little Italy was great. It was. It was. You know that that is firmly in the camp of so bad it's good. Was that a Christmas movie? Mm, Could we make no. it one? No, that was off no. season. It might as well have been though. Well, that's too bad. Anything's a Christmas movie if you try hard enough. Come on. <laughs> but um. Uh, yeah, I feel like I feel like that movie really spoke to me in a in a way that I'm not proud of. So that is our take on Night Before Christmas. Does anybody have any final thoughts, closing thoughts, things that you didn't get to say that you're really dying to get out there? Speak now or forever, hold your peace. All Christmas films should henceforth be um, built around a formula of Christmas song pun name first, plot later. That's all. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yes. I agree. The the this I like this movie almost purely based on the the pun of the title, like by itself. Yes. When we were going yeah. around, like, what should we watch? What should we watch for this episode? I lent Night Before Christmas just because I like the title. Which this is the new hot trend in holiday films, so I expect to see more of it. But it is a trend I support. <laughs> Question: um, Do we actually want a sequel, or are we just pretending no. we want yes. a sequel? Because yes, no. like. Uh, okay, let's I everyone, do. everyone go around. This is Marissa, and I insist. There are some gaping plot holes that I need filled. Mm. Mm. Okay. <laughs> but so will for- a sequel fix that, or will it just leave more questions? I would enjoy either way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So that's, that's Marissa's vote. Kelsey, do you want a sequel? The only sequel I want is the home renovation sequel where they take out the faux brick in her house. <laughs> what? It was like cardboard. It wasn't even faux brick. Like it looked like those little cardboard blocks that you give kids in kindergarten yes. and they yes. can just like run through them. That's what it looked like. Oh my god. Yes. Kirstie sequel, yay or nay? No. Christmas movie sequels are just allowing the conspiracy of content creators who believe that television is a 10-hour movie and this is all part of the holiday movie industrial complex so that we can never know peace. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Oh my god, holiday movie industrial complex. That is... There's a title if I ever heard one. Um, wow. I did just watch two trilogies of Christmas movies. So I'm oh, thinking. fair. So you're uh, uh, the height of your cynicism at this point. Yes. Cool. Uh, Palmer. Yes, I absolutely want a sequel for all those same reasons. <laughs> Solid. I love it. All right. Sounds good. So, so Palmer's very bought into the holiday movie industrial complex. Uh, Tim, uh, this was your question. What say you? Uh, if they made one, I would watch it because, like Marissa, I would like some. I would like to. N- I'm invested enough to know what happens, but also this is coming off of a couple of days of watching it. So if it if the movie came out next year, I probably wouldn't watch it unless we revisited this franchise for what, <laughs> what, 
for another holiday special. I'm I'm with you on that. I think that uh, I'm not advocating for another one, but if they make it, I'll probably watch it because I'm invested enough. Yeah. Yeah, hard same. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's sort of the yeah, it's whatever that fallacy is. Where like I'm I'm already I'm this far in. I gotta Some keep cost. going. Some cost fallacy. That's it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm this far in. Gotta keep going. Gotta make gotta make something come out of this. Yeah. Wow. Well, this was. Thank you. Thank you all for hate watching uh, this with us this holiday. This has been delightful. Uh, why don't we go around and uh, and plug our our respective podcasts? And in no particular order, uh, I'll I'll start this time with with Marissa. Uh, why don't you tell us about your show? Sure. So I host uh, Loud Roman along with my friend Tookie Kavanaugh, who is a very funny comic. Uh, and we are talking about the series Shrill on Hulu, uh, starring Ad Bryant and some other SNL folks. Uh, if you are a fan of the show, give us a listen. We talk about a lot of lady stuff, feminist ish, and uh, being. Just what's what's like being a woman. Mm. On a similar note, uh, Kirsty, and why don't you and Kelsey tell us about what it's like being a woman who hate watches? <laughs> Solid transition. Thanks. That's what I do. Uh, so we have Hate Watch with us, where we basically just throw content spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. Which unfortunately seems to be uh, the holiday industrial complex and Lifetime movies about royal families in. Um, Africa and whatnot. And uh, we also have a lot of feelings about Netflix streaming originals and other uh, things in general. Eurovision. Eurovision. Eurovision's coming in the spring. Get hype, y'all. We are bringing Eurovision to America. <laughs> and um, watch Score a Hockey Musical. That's yes. really what our podcast is about at its heart, is uh, <laughs> Score a Hockey Musical. It's true. That's really what's in the bones of your, of your podcast to begin with. <laughs> exactly. That's what gets us out of bed every morning <laughs> to go to the podcast studio and produce this content for you. And we all benefit. We all benefit from it. You uh, do. Like, I think this is a public good, is I, what I'm saying. You're definitely providing a public service. Where can people find Hate Watch with us? Uh, we are at Hate Watch with us on Twitter, and we have a website, HateWatchWithUs.com, and you can find us on, I think, more or less all of the podcast platform places. Right on, right on. Palmer, why don't you tell us about Batwoman TV Talk? Uh, as the title would would uh, lead you to believe, we talk about the new CW show, Batwoman. Uh, you can follow us at Twitter at uh, Batwoman TV Talk, and email us at BatwomanTVTalk at Gmail. Right on. Uh, why don't you uh, and Tim, I guess, both tell us about Academy Rewind. Palmer, you start. Uh, Academy Rewind is a podcast about going back through the years of the Academy Awards and reviewing the Oscar t- contenders for Best Picture from a given year. Um, it's been a really great ride so far, and most of it's been me telling Tim he's wrong. And Tim, what's your take on that? What's the um, podcast really about? The podcast is exactly what Palmer just said, which is very impressive. Um, but it is about him telling me that I'm wrong, but the twist is that I'm not wrong. Ooh. I am the voice of the people. Yeah. And, and that, and, and that Palmer sometimes is also not wrong, that it is a subjective podcast based on zero empirical evidence. So, (laughs) um, so. And I'm always right. And Palmer is, and Palmer is Palmer. So. Well. you guys both went over windy in my heart, and that's all that really matters. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
yeah, we give rewindies to the show. To uh, the show, we pick our best actors and actresses, and you know, cinematographers and whatever else. And even if we have zero um, knowledge of what it takes to do those jobs, we judge them for it because that's what award shows are all about. Because <laughs> that's what critics do. Exactly, and that's at academyrewind.com, right? Academyrewind.com, gmail.com, which we don't check, so don't email us. And at Twitter at Academy Rewind, uh, into which Palmer runs that account. So if you want Palmer, you can check him out at, at Academy Rewind, and you can find myself at Timothy PG thirteen, along with several other shows. Frank, do you want me to do you want me to please start, do. start rolling? You can find me at Read Up at Read Up Podcast, in which I go through. I read a lot of books for work, and so I just talk about those books on a podcast. They're very short episodes. I should, and they come out in uh, batches. And so there's a, a next wave coming out in the next couple of weeks. And you can also find me at Tolkien TV Talk, where we are prepping for the Lord of the Rings uh, Amazon series coming in 2021, maybe 2022. Um, so those episodes are quite sparse in between because uh, we are a long way off from that show. And then you can find Frank and myself at Supergirl TV Talk, where we talk about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. I stole what Frank says every week. <laughs> Frank, why don't you tell them about the last bit of information? Yeah, Beer with Geeks uh, is sort of the, the the first show that we that we started, and that's where, where all this madness, uh, how all these people came together. But Beer with Geeks is where Tim and I crack open a beer every week and talk about whatever's happening in uh, whatever's happening in uh, geeky media this week, or, or frankly, a lot of nostalgia uh, of stuff from uh, from the '90s and and the 2000s. And uh, it's always fun. We talk about our beer. We talk about uh, Geeky topics with our ungeeky beer, as we used to say, and uh, and it's a lot of fun. So check that out at beerwithgeeks.com, uh, or or you can find that show and all of the shows we just mentioned at thoughtbubbleaudio.com, and there are all the links and all the social stuff will be there um, if you want to find all of our shows from there. Thank you, friends. It's been such a blast talking to you today. Uh, happy holiday, Merry Christmas. Uh, enjoy your your hot chocolate uh, wherever you may be, and. Uh, uh, I, I love you all. Thank you all for, for joining me. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening, everybody. We love you for listening.